Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Cheers, mate. All right, yeah, you're tuned to the Rob Rap Podcast. This is episode six. It is episode six. I yeah. think it's episode six, yeah. yeah. I'm Rob. I'm Rats. And you're very welcome along. Uh, thanks, thank you to anybody who's listening in for the first time. You're very welcome. We do a podcast, we call it The World of Wonder, where we look at things around the world that are wonderful. That we, yeah, investigate and look into different things, hoaxes, myths, legends, everything. Yeah, paranormal, aliens, we're covering all sorts of stuff, really. Can, uh, I, can I just say one thing just say, on Mick, very quickly, I know I don't want to go on about him too much. This is Mick, our voiceover guy. Yeah, but once people hear this, they won't be able to unhear it, even if you rewind it. And just The way he says that, uh, podcast. Yeah, the podcast. <laughs> Podcast. I yep. just find that hilarious. Go on. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for insulting you, Mick. Mick's could be, uh, anyway, where was I? Yeah, so this this episode, we're going to look at paranormal investigations. Yes. Right, okay. But before we do that, um, just uh, we'll give out our social media and stuff like that. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. So if you're listening in on any of those accounts, could you please give us an out subscribe? Give us a good star rating, and uh, because the more ratings we get, the higher up on the list we get on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, that just really helps. It's helps people. To fi- it helps people to find us. The more, the, and so if you get onto our social media, you get us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you search the Rob Rat Podcast, uh, yeah. you should find us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so episode six. Episode six. Before we do that, have we got any weird, wonderful news? You got anything to talk about? Uh, yeah, should we hit the news? We'll hit the news. Mick, get in here. Rob and Rat's weird and wonderful news. The new section of the podcast. Yeah, so in this podcast section, or the section of the podcast, we kind of look at weird and wonderful news from around the world, just to kind of give you a bit of a break from listening to the old normal Standard news. episode, yeah. yeah. And it's just like we well, just... I know from the normal news, you know, you flick on the telly or the radio and it's all kind of depressing and down. We just kind of give you the more exactly, sort of yeah. lighter-hearted, upbeat sort of news. That's the idea, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it isn't always upbeat. No, not always. So uh, I'm going to start this week. So there's a, a guy called Joey Chestnut. And, Joey uh, Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, yeah. Sorry. And he's a real bloody chestnut. But uh, so he is a competitive eater and he likes to eat. He eats okay. a lot, okay? Does he have his own YouTube channel, right? I presume so. I'm not really sure, but okay. it's a character he does. Who doesn't these days? We should probably get our own YouTube channel, should we? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You have your own YouTube channel. I you? do, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on swiftly. Didn't want to talk about that. So, Chester, uh, so he's a major league eating number one glutton. So, he devoured 413 chicken wings in 12 hours in a mall in Georgia, in America. So, Hooters uh, do like a special on a Monday. It's 15.99 for all you can eat. Well, they did not expect Joey Chestnut to walk in there and stay. <laughs> so, they came in in the morning time when they opened and he stayed for 12 hours until they closed. Eating. Uh, uh, eating and he had 413 chicken wings so uh, by 10 to 6 in the evening he'd eaten 250 chicken wings and that's the kind of most anyone ever eaten in there and they, he got a t-shirt presented to him but he decided to keep on going for another several hours and he ended up eating 413 like did he do this for a record attempt or something well he does it anyway he's a competitive eater so he won his 12th uh, hot dog eating contest in July 4th uh, so he's a record holder so he's eaten 74 hot dogs uh, including the buns in 10 minutes jeez like that cannot be good for it you. cannot be good you can imagine his insides like after that you know you feel sick and you know oh yeah hot dog and these, like, and these wings are kind of spicy wings as well like, remember that TV show Man vs Food yeah where he was he was a competitive eater but that, that, things that anytime I hear stories like that it, it does make me hungry though 
Yeah, some of those burgers and stuff used to be massive. Yeah, massive. Couldn't even get things, your mouth yeah. open. Anyway, so that's Joey Chestnut, and he's also known for taking. Uh, he does like exercises and stuff like that. he like he's, he holds weights in his mouth and stuff like that. He's got some. He's got a strange. Uh, yeah, he's got a strange ability to kind of uh, do things with his mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair play. Tom. Yeah. Come on, Joey. That's the that's uh, some upbeat news. Got some chestnuts on him. Oh. So yeah, have you ever seen like those uh, like child stars? You know, like years ago they used to come from the Disney Club and all that. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Telly. Well, now YouTube has given like a whole new kind of world for chi- for children to become famous, right? So oh, okay. there is a Korean girl. She's six years of age. Her name is Boram, and she is the Korean. Boram. Boram. Okay. B O R A A M. Okay. Boram, and she is from South Korea, and she is the country's most popular YouTuber. She's got two channels. And she video blogs. Basically, she reviews toys. Okay. Oh yeah. She's got more than thirty million subscribers. Gosh. Of people who come and watch her reviews. But uh, anyway, she has gone and she has bought herself her first house. This is a six year old. Six years old. And it's six point five million uh, pounds. The property is valued at. So this is like. Uh, That's amazing. Well, it's her and her parents. They've gone and bought the house. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, so it may sound like a lot of money for a youngster, but it's estimated that she earns two point four million a month. That is crazy. Through her like, YouTube channel. But so YouTube, she, like, she reviews toys and obviously toy companies are bring, giving her toys. She in. gets toys for nothing. She gets toys for nothing. They throw they, toys at her to make videos. I wouldn't. Well, that's not actually what the videos are. <laughs> that <laughs> so would be an interesting one. It's just the child get. Yeah. It's like that. Did you see when they were cho- uh, throwing like easy singles? You know, those bits of cheese on children's faces. Have you seen that? No. It was I, a bit of a craze there recently. <laughs> uh, you get like a, that kind of like slice of cheese. Like, we call them easy, easy singles. singles. I don't know what you call them. They're elsewhere. bendy cheese. Yeah, it's really processed stuff. You kind of unwrap them, but they're really sticky. And yeah. they get like a little, like it's a square of cheese. <laughs> and it became a thing where people are like, there'd be babies sitting in like high chairs. Have you? Yeah. And parents kind of like can lob it and kind of <laughs> it land on the child's head. A lot of the child, the child is crying and they throw it and it just sticks to the child's face and it's watching them taking off. I think it started off, people were doing it with cats or dogs and then upgraded it to children. I have to, have you easy to think of in the first year? I don't, but we will try that. We'll oh, get nice it next week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's the news. Uh, so, um, yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, what your story is that just a six-year-old buying a house worth millions all because yeah, of YouTube. Yeah, all because of it's YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like she's got, she makes two point four million a month. That's I mean, there must be advertising and everything on YouTube because it's got, it's got out of control the amount of money you can make on YouTube. I know. I think we need to get on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the news. That was the news. Cheers. Rob and Rat's weird and wonderful news. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to look a little bit into the world of the paranormal. So, paranormal uh, kind of in kind of deals really with ghosts and spirits and stuff like that okay so in a few minutes uh we're going to play an interview i spoke to a couple of paranormal investigators from dublin uh who do it for a living they go around investigating kind of spooky and stuff like that but uh, just kind of a bit of a history so a belief in ghosts has been around pretty much since the beginning of recorded history and most likely before recorded history but we don't know about that because it wasn't recorded yeah so so for instance in societies like information was not always written down uh people believe that when a person died that their soul or spirit could be transferred into like an inanimate object, uh, and this was known as anonymism, which means like that, like say, if you died, you died into a lamp. Or well, you could be yeah, your spirit goes into the lamp, yeah. and then like the lamp might be passed down through the family generation, like oh, there's your granny in a lamp, you know, yeah. or uh, that's that that was what the belief was years ago. Uh, I, th- I think it's a way as well. Of, it's a way. Of, it's a way of kind of dealing with dealing, kind well. of understanding death and stuff yeah. like that. So this is kind of like this is kind of back in the time. So in early pagan beliefs. People thought that ghosts had not passed on to the next world, like that they were stuck between this world and the other world, and they could be heard howling. And they thought about the howling and the noises and stuff like that was because that the ghosts were starving, that they were really hungry because they couldn't eat between these worlds. 
and they wanted to transfer back into their previous body so they could eat which is feet. why they often used to do like animal sacrifices and these were thought to kind of feed uh, well, the souls oh, of the ghosts that's so that they could kind of feed them and that it might satisfy them and then they could kind of pass on and they'd also then hold like rituals and stuff like that to, to kind of like to banish the ghosts and spirits from the land of the living and they used to kind of during times at a funeral so that someone would die they'd have a ritual afterwards to kind of banish the soul and make sure they didn't come back and haunt them because they were kind of freaked out by it as well yeah you know? yeah of course yeah so obviously when you think of ghosts and like halloween and stuff like that you think of like kind of guy in a big sheet or the kind of transparent man oh. yeah you know the guy you can see through right and the whole yeah, thing yeah. with the the people thinking about you can see through it is that one of the thoughts of, transparent yeah one of the thoughts that this comes from is back again pre-pagan times the translucent person it was thought that the soul of a person was like separate to the body but it lived inside the body so this yeah. was like housing the body for a while and then <clears> like they would have thought that on days you know on days when it's really cold and you can see your breath yeah they thought that that was the soul showing itself and you could see the soul right yeah. so uh, that was one of the beliefs and that's why they thought that that was, that was kind of transparent yeah, yeah. kind of see through the it's breath kind of they thought smoke, that, that yeah. would kind of the whole thing would come out when the person died yeah yeah and that was their belief and now i suppose that and you can understand back then that's why they believe it and that's kind of like it's like we we now look back and think we now look back and think it's kind of a daft but oh yeah like it's like people used to believe that the sun and the moon were gods and now we kind of oh believe, yeah. yeah you know but that that was the belief back then when you couldn't understand it you kind of put your the world was yeah, flat yeah well that's it yeah isn't yeah. it <laughs> oh we're getting into that next <laughs> yeah so places that are haunted are normally associated with like emotions of a ghost past they're often like kind of the former home of the place where the person died uh, so aside from like apparitions and stuff people kind of like traditional signs of like hauntings range from strange noises lights even odors or breeze uh, like breezes in the area or objects moving or like bells ringing or musical instruments that seem to play like on their own yeah uh, these are a lot of the kind of things that get reported one of the most frequently reported ghost sightings in england dates back to the 16th century so anne boleyn who was the second wife of henry the eighth i think yeah yeah where did uh, she live she was in england she was yeah. the, so she was the mother of queen elizabeth I. okay and she was executed at the tower of london in May 1560, May 1536, uh, she was accused of witchcraft. So they used to burn them, and then if they were yeah, a witch. There was a lot, like a lot of people got accused of witch, witchcraft. Yeah, it used to be a thing. Women back in the day, if they were annoying you, you know, like, witchcraft. Wait, I'll tell them you're a witch. I'd say that happened. What oh, definitely happened? Witchcraft. Yeah, you're a witch. So oh. uh, yeah, yeah. So so she was executed in 1536. And she was accused of witchcraft, treason, and incest, and adultery. So there's a, <laughs> a lot of accusations thrown she's at her. Old, she's yeah. a witch. But, like, of course, that was Henry VIII's second wife. Like, he had a number of wives. So I'm sure, like, for her to go, he he needed, and he wanted to get another wife. So he needs to but could he, come could up with a few wives at a time, no? Yeah, I think, I think, but he had a number of wives died. Like, there was, there's a rhyme for remembering it, like, died, beheaded, survived. I don't know what it is, but there's some way... Do you know what? No? No, 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 oh, I don't, sorry. Okay. I was smiling because I just this image of Henry, but was that his first wife he got killed? No, that was his second wife. Okay, second wife. So I can imagine Henry there in bed with his third wife going, would you mind if we had sex tonight? Or he goes, oh, Henry, I'm tired. Witchcraft! Yeah. Witch! She's a witch! <laughs> Witchcraft! Yeah. He just pulls out the little witch's hat from underneath the bed and goes, Do you want to wear this? <laughs> yeah. He goes, Okay, Henry. Fine. God damn it, Henry. Okay. But uh, yeah, Quickly. so like, she was accused of quite a lot, so that's what was she accused of. She was accused of witchcraft, treason, incest, and adultery. So uh, there's quite a lot there, anyway. So anyway, but she is the most reported ghost in England. So sightings of Boleyn's ghost were reported at the tower, as well as various other locations, including her childhood home 
which is Hedver Castle in Kent. Yeah. So she's one of the kind of most. Just out of have you ever yourself experienced anything that you thought when you were younger? God, was that something? Some new kind of pain in terms of not in terms of seeing a ghost or something? What was that figure? Have you anything like that? No, I don't. I really right. don't. Okay. I, I don't. Like, I spoke to my father about this, and yeah. he said that when we moved into like our house when we were young. He was walking up the hill towards the house, and he glanced up towards this house. Yeah, towards the door, and he saw like what he thought was like a monk. Like you know, like a with a big hooded figure standing at the door, but he said this guy was like six foot five, maybe seven foot tall, and he looked up and he was like, "What's that?" He looked down, and he looked up again, and it was gone. Okay. But he does remember seeing yeah. it there. And then my mother reports looking out the window of this place we we're sitting in now, and yeah. haven't seen the same figure. She said that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the only time. I've, myself, I've never, I've never had any, I've never yeah. had anything that I uh, uh, experienced. Have you? Um, I no, I haven't, I haven't. But I like heard stories from people. It's a fairly common thing there's videos online as well that people can look up have you seen any of these of presses opening and shutting and yeah things? and like i suppose the worst thing is like with videos like is how can people prove whether it's real or not but there's been a lot of videos even in shop cctv things and there's some videos you look up and say this is genuine proof of well one of the okay so in, the, in, the, in the interview that's coming up i speak to some paranormal investigators and they had an experience yeah in one of their uh, investigations and they have a video Okay. And that they've sent me. Can that. you share that? I can share that. I'll stick it up on a thing. We can watch it. I'll show it to you. Yes. We'll comment on it Talk afterwards. About it, yeah. uh, but that is one thing. It's a video of uh, a little ball that they placed on a staircase, and they, they thought there was a child who may have been haunting the staircase, and the ball moved in a strange fashion down the staircase, and they have it on video. Okay. So that's something I can show you. But a poll in the USA showed that 42% of Americans actually believe in the existence of ghosts. Yeah. Actually do. Then we ran our own Facebook poll just to see what people thought. Yeah. Uh, didn't get quite the same amount. 84% of the people on Facebook said they didn't believe in ghosts. Didn't? No. Yeah. Uh, but look, in the past 20 years, reality TV shows like... Showing it's massive, par yeah. Paranormal investigations have got like really kicked off. Like that most haunted was massive, you know. Yeah. Like, that show there's paranormal lockdown. There's a load of them. There is a there's a whole lot. Like paranormal activity stretches back a lot further than like the last twenty years. People have been doing it for ages. Like in the eighteen hundreds. How clean is your ghost? What's that? <laughs> That's not actually a one. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? that? As the ghost makeover show. Oh, that, ghost. That, that How clean is your ghost? Welcome to the mind of Stephen Radigan. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so in the 1800s, people used to, it was very common for like, you know, people now have dinner parties and they kind of invite people around. Yeah. They used to like invite you around for a seance. Like, and it would just come to the house because it got very popular. And like, you do that kind of round the table. Oh, like Ouija board. Thing. Yeah, well, the Ouija board kind of came after that. It's like people would come around the table and they'd like hold hands and they try and contact the dead. And, yeah. You know, the, that's the whole thing with the table rising up. Yeah, I won't mean And people that, moving no. and all that. No, I it's it kind of died out. It died out. No, you wouldn't do it, no. No. I'd just be too freaked out. Like, same as the Ouija board. Just because of being younger and hearing stories. Well, the Ouija board was originally introduced as a toy. It's like a board game. That's where it first came kids. out. Yeah, for kids it came out. And then it got very popular. And then the church kind of frowned upon it a bit and said it was like a taboo. And yeah. it kind of, then it kind of went underground a little bit. Okay. Is uh, that no? I just wanted to, yeah. You're worried yeah, about that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, sorry, what happened there was we've got, uh, we've got a little framed... Uh, photograph here and it nearly fell it wasn't ghosts <laughs> yeah. it, but, uh, I was worried yeah you were worried but uh, yeah so and also they're going to speak about in this there's a thing I don't think we actually explained what it was so orbs have you heard of orbs I've heard of yeah like shows I would have seen years ago so that's a big strange thing. but true like people seeing orbs that seems to be a big a thing. ball of light that seems to be a big thing is like these like orbs, orbs that people spot and they're kind of claiming that they're the ghosts okay do you know so, what speaking of orbs in a past podcast the alien investigation we listened to uh 
flight, uh, you know, them... Oh, yeah. Air, that could have been orbs. It was pilots that witnessing some light, light flying and zooming off in the distance. You know, yeah. could orbs be unidentified by an object also? Yeah, if you want to hear about that one, you can check out our previous podcast with the Alien two. Investigation. Yeah. Alien Investigation. I actually did email, as I said to you, the Irish Aviation Authority on that. They still haven't got back to me. It okay. says that they normally do get back to you in 15 days, and I haven't heard anything back. Okay. So anyway, about orbs... So some ghost hunters claim that circular artifacts appearing in photographs are spirits uh, of the dead or like paranormal uh, phenomena, right? A ball of light. Basically. It's a ball of light. And but then some other people who are like skeptics and stuff like that say that they're actually a result of flash photography illuminating a little dust particle and they're especially common with like uh, compact modern digital cameras. Okay. Uh, so I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get into the interview and we'll come back and we'll discuss a bit more. What do you okay, think? Okay. Go fine. for it. Cool. I'm here now and I've got Larry and Larry's a paranormal investigator. Uh, Larry, hello. Thanks for speaking to me. Hello, Rob. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I'm good. I'm good. And you have your nephew with, the, with you too there, Alex. Is that correct? I do. I have Alex here. How are you, Rob? Good, Alex. Good. Uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you, Alex, because I understand you, you're into demonology. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I study demonology, yeah. Great, okay. Well, what we're going to do, we'll start off and we'll just kind of talk a little bit about paranormal like, paranormal investigations and then we'll, we'll get into your demonology. So uh, I just wanted to ask, kind of like, what, what got you interested in the paranormal and why did you become a paranormal investigator? Yeah, so when, uh, I suppose as a kid growing up, I was always into, say, vampire movies, ghost movies, stuff like that. And then I suppose my first real experience of anything paranormal, I'd say I was about 10 or 11, and my parents brought me to the Hellfire Club in the Wicklow Mountains. And I suppose listening to people talking about the devil and stuff like that, I was really wanted to find out who... And ghosts, and as far as that's really where it started. Okay, and then from from there, so so from that interest, from the peak of the interest, how do you go from that to becoming a paranormal investigator? How do you go about it, or how do you, what do you do? To yeah, get this. Sure. Um, well, what it was was uh, as we got older, then we got more into it. And Alice is my nephew, and his brother Darren, who's also on the team, he's my nephew. So they, a couple of years ago, they went on paranormal investigations with other teams, and then they came back together, and last November, we were just talking about different experiences that we had with other groups, and we said, why don't we give this a go? Excellent. So you do it as a family, which is great, which is brilliant. Well, we do it with a family-run group. There's Elf, like my wife, Al, my sister, Nicola, uh, Darren, that's Alex's nephew, and then we have Kerry as well, who's a niece. So Excellent. It's, yeah, it's a, a family yeah. thing. Uh, where, where are you based? Are you based in Dublin? We're based in Dublin, yes. Yeah, we're all from Dublin. So, when you're, so you're an investigator, so do you kind of approach, approach something like a detective would? You go in looking for clues and kind of like working out the different areas that kind of... You know, how do you yeah, find exactly. out if it's a hoax or if it's, or if it's something that could be real? What, what are the clues you look for? Yeah, well, what we do is we um, we went to a house called Shannon Rectory in Donegal, and the house is supposedly haunted, which we actually think it is. And what we doing was we went and set up there all around the house, and um, what we do we have these and we have a thing called the spirit of. What the spirit box does is 
AM, FM, radio frequencies backwards and forwards at a fast rate. So it sounds like white noise. Right. You've heard of white noise. I've heard of white noise, but I don't really know what it is. Can you tell me kind of what, what that is or how, how would that work? Or how would that, yeah, how would that yeah, be? Yeah, I'll explain, because Alex is a tech guy as well. So he's really good. So let Alex uh, explain that to you. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, uh, the spirit box is like a radio. It, scans frequencies forward and backwards. And you can set them differently. So you can set like uh, we normally do AM forward, FM backwards. So yeah, there's a less chance of you getting like radio stations, like local radio stations on it. Where the, the spirits can manipulate the frequencies to put words through. Now sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It kind of depends on the place. Okay, so it's a medium of communication. Yeah, yeah, like we'd ask out questions, like let's say how many ghosts are in the room and then sometimes you'll get an answer like seven or like like actual proper answers to our questions and then sometimes you'll just get words. Well and when, words. when you when you hear words back, does that uh, how long have you been, how long have you guys been doing this? Uh we started in November last year. Okay. And do you get scared when you go in? If you heard that's I heard only like, talking through the radio. We would get going in the book. Um like Sharon Rectory up in Donegal, that's one place that gets me. Now it's the only yeah. place that really does get me. Um, the cat, like we've been to Left Castle in Oxley, Redwood and Tipperary, and they wouldn't really get to me now as much as that place up there does. And what is it that gets you? What What is it about the place? What do you see? The whatever the whatever whatever entity or spirit is up there is just so powerful and just dark that it just holds you afraid to walk off on it on your own. But right. Well, okay. <laughs> so apart from apart from the spirit box. What are the kind of equipment you guys use to kind of track down? We, we use a, a EMF detectors that are called K2 meters and has an electromagnetic field and right. fluctuations in the field. Like that could be put down to manipulation by a spirit, let's say, to where the magnetic field it spiked is called where it could go up. Um, we also we use Ouija boards, uh, um, thermal images, and we use the for measuring tech, you have uh, night vision cameras as well. Well, okay, so you're fairly, you're fairly well equipped. So kind of like, yeah. so do you think when you're when you're communicating with these ghosts and you're hearing different spirits, do you think that like that they want to hurt people and we should be afraid of them, or what? Or what's your what's your view on <laughs> on the spirits? I think like ninety nine percent of them just I look at or I look them for help. or just want to communicate with us. But it's the one percent you really need to look out for, because that that they're they're pretty bad. But the other ninety nine percent are just genuine like lost souls, really. And is that why they haunt places? You believe that they're they're lost souls? Yeah, well, they, they, they normally haunt places where they've lived. Um, yeah, like was it be that be a residual haunting? Like where it would just go about its daily like its business, what it would have done when it's alive. Okay. And so, and have you ever had it, like, you, you do house calls as well, like, if, you know what I mean? Have you ever yeah, we, we, yeah, we, that? yeah, we're available to do house calls. We, we haven't done one yet, so but yeah. we are available to do house calls. And how would something like that work? Would you go in and try and, like, drive out the ghost, or would you get a priest involved? Um, but, but we'd, we'd have to assess the force. We'd have to go in and ask about the history of the house and what type of experiences are happening and uh, try to see what type of haunting it is. If it's a bad... 
if, if it's like in the residual hunting, we, there's not really much you can do about it. But, um, okay. If it's a demonic hunting or something darker, then we will bring in a medium that we walk with. She'll come in and try and see what it wants, and then from there we go for it. And how do you figure out what type of what type of haunting? Oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's tales that each one have like uh, they've or they've probably come towards it as in like someone you know like a loved one they'll try and trick you, uh, they yeah they mimic noises, they come across as children, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So have you seen have you seen like without the use of equipment have you seen anything like in a visual <laughs> form? Yeah, I've seen some men lepping off sleep, like, and they've been um, in a couple of shadows, but nothing too great. You know the traditional kind of, like, transparent man thing in a sheet? Is that, like, is there any kind of, like, is, there, is it more is it more noises and movements and stuff like that, or, or has people seen kind of almost a see-through person? Yeah, I'll uh, let Larry answer that question. Right. Yeah, very well. Um, yeah, a lot of what we see is is shadows, like dark shadows, or maybe like a mist in, in the distance. But the cameras can pick up anything like that. So what you might see down the hallway is clear, and then a few minutes later you'll see this like a mist traveling. Or it could be like an orb. It's a small, round, bright circle. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of it. Like, I've seen it on the yeah, shows before, yeah. And we've had some really good, good successes as well, you know. So we have been on uh, FM 104, yeah, and we were on In the Mirror, actually, online, because okay. we were in Standing Rectory, myself and Alex set up the trigger object. So trigger objects are, you could use a ball, marbles, and it's just to see if the spirit can move them. So what we done was we set the ball up on the stairways at the top of the stairs in Saturn Rectory where it was supposed to be the spirit of a child wanders the hallway up there and up and down the stairs. So we decided, we bought a child's small ball, about the size of a tennis ball, and we set it up on the top of the stairs. And what right. we done was... I went up and I set it in. There was like a, you know, the gap between the floorboards, a hollow, so we couldn't actually move. And we had some members of the public there with us because we could bring public people with us as well. There's a lot of people interested, wonder what's going on. So we have public nights where. Yeah, it's a huge interest. That's kind of why I wanted to talk to you about it, really, because it's a huge, it's a huge, it's the thing people always wonder about. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge interest. And uh, so we set up the ball anyway, and the public people that were there with us, we brought them up and down the stairs. Fifteen people passed that ball, and they asked us what's the ball for. So I told them we're trying to attempt to draw the child spirit out, see what happens. So we always use uh, night vision cameras, and we have them read up to a screen. So we always get someone to sit at the television screen, and what we do is we ask them to know the times that they see anything strange. And people love that. They just sit at the monitor and they'll write down so something happens at 9 o'clock, they'll put 9 o'clock, 10 past 9, whatever it is, and it goes on. And what we do is then, uh, when we're finished the investigation, then Alex, what he'll do is crawl through all the footage and we'll go to the times 
that people thought they seen something strange. So what happened was we set the ball up, 15 people passed up and down by that ball on the stairs and it never moved. We explained to the people what it was for. We took a break from investigating around the house, went to the kitchen for tea, and as I turned me back to get nice myself a cup of tea, I heard everyone shouting. When I turned around, I said, what's wrong? He said, the ball's come down the stairs. So we rewound it, and there it was. You can see it, and just before the ball falls, at the bottom of the stairs, you see this little boy orb that goes across the bottom of the stairs, and at the same time that appears, the stairs. The ball bounces down the stairs, but it didn't bounce like it should. It should have bounced straight down in the line, but the ball actually bounces out to the middle of the stairs and then back in against the wall and straight down. So like, there was no reason for the ball to actually go back in. It should have actually went straight down. So yeah, we set the ball back up again, and when we were up there, we felt an Alex resetting the ball. Alex was rubbing his leg, and I was saying to him, we'll put the torch back on. And he says, I was something touching my leg. But there was nothing there. But the people, when we went back to the kitchen, they said there was a blue orb moving up and down Alex's leg, so he could feel that. So we've had a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, does that, that uh, for me, if I, if I thought there was a ghost in my leg, I'd probably be petrified. You know, does, when you're in that moment, is that, is it scary or, or do you not? Yeah, no. In that moment, you, you can be. When we reset the ball and we were coming back down the stairs, uh, yeah, we were nervous and I was watching up in front of me and we have a video, it's actually up online and uh, you can see me backing down the stairs but I'm looking in front of me because I keep expecting something to appear at the top of the stairs and uh, when we got down to the bottom of the stairs then we heard this, like a growl and we just took off running and that's the first time that's ever happened to us and we were, right. we were actually blind and the house for us it's so... For us, it's so scary that we actually, like as a family, a couple of other groups think we get good results because we're actually a, a family and that all our energies are together. Okay, so, yeah, that makes sense. If yeah, we, 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 yeah. we will not go, unless we'd we can go, one person go and set up something else, but in this house, we will not let one, none of us will separate. There's always two. Because the, 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 that fear is there, that I don't know what. It is. Okay, so we're just going to pause the interview there for a second because we're just going to—it's a quite—it's a long one. It's about thirty minutes, so we're just yeah. going to take a break through. We'll go back to it. Anyway. Yeah, because it makes it easier to break it down a little bit. And we have just watched the video of the ball coming down the stairs. Yeah, I saw the video. I kind of—it's hard to know what to make. We will also post this video online. Basically, it shows the little small ball at the top of the stairs, and all of a sudden, it just seems to nudge forward and kind of fall down the stairs. It's a strange trajectory as it kind of jumps down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, you can see that on our pages. Yeah, but there's lots of what would be described as orbs floating around. To me, to me it looks like dust, but I'm not saying I wasn't yeah. there, I can't But that count. is what people kind of think. I don't know, there yeah. is the whole thing, is it dust particles or is it... Yeah, yeah. and I love, like the lad said there when they go to places, they do the whole radio like I don't fully understand it all but they do the whole radio thing where they reverse the white noise so basically they, yeah. what they're doing there is so they're they go to like stations where there are no radio stations on so yeah. they go to AM and they go through all the stations and what they're looking for is they reckon sometimes that spirits may be able to interfere with the radio waves yeah and contact through that that's what the whole the thing about white noise so they reckon is. like if they say so they're scanning it, through yeah, if they're in a room and they're like is there anyone here 
They'll scan through and they're waiting to kind of hear it. Some sort of noise. Yes. Or something. Through the white noise. Yeah. So that's that's the idea of it. And then they use, like, as I said, thermal vision cameras. They use, like, they look for electro noises. There's all sorts of different uh, tools and techniques that they use. They use a Ouija board. Uh, just any way of trying contact. And they reckon that they have had contact and they have spoken to people. Yeah, like, I know they have said they've seen shadows and things like that. No kind of clear, like, no. I suppose our view of a ghost, which would be... The, the transparent see through transparent thing, but yeah, look, it's interesting. And they're they're a family; they do it together, and they reckon. I I can kind of understand that a little bit where they're saying that they feel that you know, as a group of people who are all connected, they have a kind of energy, more of an energy, perhaps. Yeah, and that's what they're they reckon they 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 like to use that. They like to be in they they do things together as a family. My thing as well, right? When we talked about it in the first episode, Bigfoot, yeah, and people get out squatching. That's people who are looking for Bigfoot and they go out yep. camping. Is this another kind of form of? It's something to do together. That's a bit of a buzz, you know. Is it, you know? It's I'm sure they do enjoy it, but they definitely like as you see here, like in the video that we post, there are other people living. There is a lot of interest. There's a big it. interest in it. Yeah. Like it's it's a job for these guys, and it's uh, and a hobby and something they believe in, and something yeah. that like uh, like they've invited us along to one of their nights. Yeah. Uh, Which would be it. good to go and see. I think it'd be great because I'm quite skeptical, but I'd be going there with the mind. Okay, look, let me see, let me see what's happening. Maybe because I'd love to be proved wrong. I'm a bit skeptical as well, but you know what? As well, at the same time, if I saw a witness then, it freaked me out. Like, yeah, you believe in ghosts, don't you? Okay. I, to be honest, I, I'm on the fence. I don't not believe at all. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I kind. You've never seen anything to kind I've of. I've never seen anything, but I, don't, I believe more in ghosts than I would in perhaps Bigfoot. I'm not sure. Right. Do you know what I mean? The ghost of Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, no. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we play the remaining part? Right, we'll interview? go back to the interview, and uh, we'll be back in about 15 minutes. This is the rest of the interview with the paranormal investigators. And would you ever be afraid of if you came across like as you said there could be that one percent of a very evil spirit? You'd never be afraid of that that entering your life or following you out of there or anything like that, no? No, no, we wouldn't be worried on that house. But me wishes in say leave castle to be walking up the spiral stone staircase and as I turn the corner there the ghost in front that'd be my dream, but it's never happened. And people also like during the night when we're having the the investigations, we take breaks because we have like seances, stuff like that. And what we do is we like you do have to take a break after at least an hour for fifteen twenty minutes because people their energy is so hyped that yeah. actually people get for it. So we take that break. We have tea biscuits and we talk to people. People ask us about our experience and people have asked me, "Have you ever seen a ghost?" And I could easily say, oh yeah, I've seen one here, I've seen one there. But I actually, I'm honest with them, I've never seen a ghost. And that's why we're investigators, because we're trying to find them. That's you're trying to find yeah. the truth. Well, that's the thing about being yeah, an investigator. Yeah. You're a detective. You're looking for the truth. You're looking for the kind of... So have you gone to yeah. places where you've heard of that there could be there could be stuff, but then you've, through your investigation, you found out that it's that bad plumbing or that there's some other reason? Or Yeah, sure. We went to... Um, Limavady Workhouse up in Coal Lane there a few, about 10 weeks ago and we went up there but it was supposed to be haunted and it was actually an old workhouse where poor people went when they right. were torn down with their houses whatever and 
the British would take them in because because the British were had such a bad name, they opened up this and they take in poor Irish people. Um, but what they would do is they'd split the family up. There was a part for boys, girls, mothers, fathers. So the whole family would be split up and they'd never see each other. And the idea was to get you out as quick as you could. So obviously what would happen is the mother would be missing her kids and then say, organise to meet the husband, say, now we're gone, and you'd be out. So we were there looking for spirits of people who had died there because there's supposed to be over a thousand bodies buried. Well, that does sound like a crime kind of place for us, really, doesn't it? Yeah, and we were there and we actually found nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Just the only the only feeling we had was just of overwhelming sadness, you know, yeah. a heavy feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then also we were in, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, oh, just uh, like we are honest investigators, and we wouldn't do that. But we were in um, Redwood Castle right. in February. And well, where we is had Redwood Castle. Redwood Castle is in Tipperary. Okay. So we were there and we set up all our cameras and, you know, we went live so people were looking in and you can go live sometimes depending on the signal in the different areas and castles or whatever. So we went live and this girl contacted us and said, oh, you can see a ghost in the banquet room. It's in the corner. It looks like a monk. So myself and Darren went to investigate it. So we went to the banquet room what it actually was on the lion walls it was a stain in the corner but the stain was in the shape or it looked like the shape of a hooded figure okay but we actually said no it isn't it it isn't it's a damp stain on the wall but we could have easily turned around and said oh yeah it's a monk or whatever yeah. we're looking for the truth absolutely and that's, yeah. that's what, what, what is the most common kind of report that you get from people what is it what's it like a, like a common kind of story if you get that that kind of rings bells in your head and go that sounds like the, you know that sounds like there's something there what, what are the keys that you look for orbs mostly is yeah people would be in the home and they'd see you know an orb passing by them and mostly orbs I'd say is a lot right. sounds and we had one girl that was actually contacted us from Australia and her, she told, now obviously we can't say who she is because anyone that contacts us is obviously private. So yep. she sent us a photograph of our niece, actually our niece, and she was very gaunt. And she said to us that the young girl kept hearing footsteps outside our room and she thought she kept glimpsing the, the figure of a young child. So. The father, he said, it turned out it was happening like at 2 o'clock in the morning every morning, so the father stood up. Now, he said he seen nothing, only the one thing when he was sitting on the top of the stairs, he seen this orb coming towards him, and then the orb disappeared into the, the niece's, or, yeah, the niece's room. And, but that's it, like, we just told him to contact the medium, because there is some things that we can't,
what, what would you advise them to do? Do they come in contact you? What, what would be the best thing for them to do? Exactly. As Alex said, they can contact us and give us all the details and we'll take it down, go through the history, see what kind of a haunting it is. And if we think it's something that's out of their control or let's say out of their knowledge, that we, yeah. that is one of two mediums that we work with and we can pass the people onto the medium because some houses there's nothing we could do about it like there's no way we could tell we could go there and get all the, the facts and the information and the evidence on camera but we wouldn't be able to move the spirit on that would be a medium would have it you verify the presence of it and then yeah so the, yeah. yeah exactly okay. and we do work with a couple of mediums so yeah. and are there certain times of the year like in Halloween does it make a difference if Halloween is it is it a time where there's more spirits about no no that's that's all just uh, old wives tales like yeah. hauntings adding that night time era like hauntings can be during the day and we went out during the day looking and the reason the, the only reason that it's doing that night investigations is because you can see or yeah that you can see you can actually see them sometimes with the naked eye or or as we said we use night vision cameras and if the evidence is there because it's fact, it's easier to see shadows or it's easier to see odds. And that's what, like, people just think, oh, why do you stay with a night? Well, we, we don't always stay with a night. We can get, like, if someone rang us up today and said, I think the house of heart, and it's over, we, could, we would go over if it was 12 o'clock in the day. Because yeah. hauntings that don't, it's, no, we don't stay at that midnight or anything <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. What about what about the banshee? Is that a real thing? The banshee, I've never come across one, but I I've heard that the stories of them, but now there's no evidence that okay. exists. Uh, a lot of people say they hear them crying, but it's actually if you get down for me, if you get down to it, it's actually usually cats, right? You know, and it's it crying during the night. But then yeah, I'm not saying that they don't exist because I wouldn't do that either. You've never seen them or have any evidence of them. Exactly. And yeah. like, people would contact us privately through the page and we'll answer everybody. We wouldn't turn anyone away because whatever the fear is, it's, it may not be fair for them to us, but it's, it's a genuine fear for them. So we will give them advice and if and well, we don't have a problem. But it's investigation. That's the only way I'm going to find. Yeah, that's perfect. That's brilliant. Yeah, you know? that's excellent. Yeah. And so, I suppose, yes, yeah, go on. No, no, I was, I was just going to say, there's no point in fueling the public. And that's what we've got in Leeds Castle. We've had public people with us, and they think we're great. Uh, yeah. I'm not just bragging about us, but they think we're great because we're honest with them. The yeah, asses. Think- you do yeah. you often, do you? Like if people wanted to come along on these on these nights out, how often do they go on? Uh, we we usually do it probably once a month, and we bring we do investigations just on ourselves, the teams, just on our own. But every every six weeks, we'll advertise on our page that we're going to leave Tassellers somewhere else, and there will be spaces available for people if they want to come with us to exp- have the experience. And some people come as, as non-believers and by the time they go home, sometimes they leave, sometimes better off than 
when they start, you know, whether they yeah. believe or not. But the thing is, you have to keep it open. You've got to keep your mind open. Yeah, and exactly, it all depends on the night. If you, we usually bring about 15 people with us, and the team is, there's six of us in the team. And what we'll do is, we'll bring everyone, and we'll tell them truthfully that whatever happens on the night happens. We, we can't make anything happen. You know, we're not here to set up legal things, to mules, you know, boxes to fall off of. That's not what we do. Whatever happens on the night, we tell people, that's what we'll see. Whatever day of speed we see. Excellent. Well, that was, that's, that, yeah, that's excellent. So I suppose if, if Alex maybe wanted to tell me just a little bit about Tim and Alex, because it's something yeah, that I'm, sure. not, I'm not aware of, and I, I'm sure yeah. anyone that knows no about Tim. Yeah, here he is now. Thanks, Rob. No problem. Thank you very much, Alex. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. So, Alex. I suppose if you could just start by maybe just telling me what is demonology and how do you how do you go about learning about it and what what what, what is it? Um, the, well, demonology is the study of demons and belief in the demonic. And if you're looking about studying it, there's no the courses for it, like in, let's say, the normal college or towards level education. But you have to go about on your own, maybe put like books more so. But there's a lot of reading involved in it. Because um, so, it's so vast, like the information you can learn about it. Yeah, yeah, if I was to think of a demon, I suppose I'm thinking of like uh, kind of a little horned devil. Is that right? Is that kind of like cruel and demon? Well, they, they come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, but you you won't see them as that. Like right. if you were to see you and you won't see, you'll see it as like they play on your emotions. Like the like um, they'll manifest as kids because people are more like they have sympathy for children. Like if it, because as people are with children, like they'd be more sympathetic towards kids. So it'd be easier for them to get closer to you. Um, so, they, so they'd appear in the form of a child? Yeah. Okay. And what what do they want? Or what are they doing? Because you often hear about someone who's got demons in them. It's, a demon is generally seen as a bad thing. Are all demons bad? Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's they're kind of just comments. You know what I mean? They, they, what they want, like their main thing is to get your soul. I know like, you hear that in like TV and all and um, films, but that is literally what they want. Is they feed off you emotionally and then eventually physically. Uh, they break you down until possession, right? And then when they possess you, what what is it? Just is it they they just live through you, or are you going to say? It's control of your physical body, like um, they can control what you do and stop you from eating and stuff like that. And have you ever come across anything that you think maybe? Uh, you know? Like, but I like, not yet. But I think, like, like I don't want to say it, but I think there's one up in Sharon actually, because whatever it is up there, it's it's pop, it's really dark. That place mm. to give you the kill. Yeah, yeah. And so, and like, I've actually been attacked. Me and me, me and Val were attacked up there. Do you want to tell me about that? So he was cleansing the people after the after the last seance, and was it? Sorry, you were doing what after the seance? Sorry, I was cleansing them with sage. Okay. What does the sage do? Or why would you? Use it sage? just kind of cleans our energy and okay. Kind of, it's, like, it's like a blessing, but without holy water. I think similar to a blessing. Right? Okay. Um, okay. So I was doing that, and I was walking. I was like, "I'm gonna walk through the house and clear it." 
so like the people can go to bed because they live in the house. Right. And as I went to the kitchen, I closed the kitchen door and I've saged the door and I said, whatever's out there, don't follow your bird, like, thing. And then as I turned, I felt as if a hot poker had been stabbed into my eyes. And I like, I went, oh, what was that? And as I looked up my eyes, like, as in, like, something punched me, like, and everyone in the room seen it. And, and then we were driving home then, and then Val's eye was really bloodshot on the side, which I, I don't understand how that would even happen. Yeah. And, oh, okay. And so, and that happened, so, yeah. So that would kind of uh, put me off wanting to go back to him if it happened to me again. Would that, would that put you off going back there? Sorry? Would, would, would that put you off going back to that place again? Oh, sure. Like, that happened in February. And I've been, I went, but we went back in April because I wanted clarification. I wanted a reason why it did it. Yeah. And we we love going to the place, even though it terrifies us. We love going, and we've actually booked two more dates okay. now for the rest of the year. Okay. Okay. Well, look, thanks so much for talking to me today because it's been a, it's been an eye opener. I wasn't even aware that this kind of stuff was going on in Ireland. So it's. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. If, do you want to give me um, just kind of your your contact details if people want to get in contact yeah. with you? Yeah, uh, on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook, we're Paranormal Investigators Ireland. Okay. Uh, on on our page, you'll get everything you need about us. Our our contact details, like our email address and stuff like that. And you're available for home calls, and you also do like yeah, we're yeah well. literally anything about the build the paranormal are available. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, look, thank you very much for talking to me today. That's been great. Uh, that's been Alan and Larry. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'll just finish it on that. Thank you very much for that, lad. That was brilliant. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Um, Thanks, Rob. Thank you. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll, give you, I'll send you a message when we have it up. And yeah. on, on our social media, then, we'll share links to your page and to... Uh, if you, did you see the video of that thing with the ball? Yeah, yeah. It's on our... Yeah, it's on our page. And it's okay. on, uh, have we got it? Yeah, it's yeah. on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, it's on YouTube, and, and then the Mirror Online actually put it up. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. well, I'll, I'll, I'll look on your page for it. So maybe if you've got a chance, you might send it to me a messenger, and I'll stick it up on our social media as well, just to get a bit of a promo while we're doing it. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah we'll do that. For sure. yeah, brilliant. Thanks so much for talking to me today, lads, and uh, I'll be chatting to you soon, all right? All right, thanks very thanks much, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity to do this. Thank you, bye. Okay, and we're back. So that was the kind of that was the end of the interview there uh, with the paranormal investigation team, and they are paranormal investigation Ireland. You get them on, on Facebook, Facebook, yeah. And well, they are ready and able to come to your house or anywhere else. They're what I like about them. Any, what I liked about them, anyways, they're honest. Do you know what I mean? That's one thing they did say. They're not going to go to a place like even the woman who claimed she saw smudge that looked like a monk. Yeah. They don't play on that and go, oh, you're right, I see something there. No, you're... they are. They're like, as I said at the start of the very That's interview, what I they like. Said they're detectives, them. so they're out there looking for the truth. If there is nothing there, they're not going to make it up. That's... They seem like genuine guys. They're not out there. They're not putting on like a ghost house where like yeah, it's things not a pop out show. and stuff like that. Like, as I said, sometimes you go and nothing happens. I watched something there the last day just when we were knowing we were doing this episode Paranormal Lockdown it was called a TV oh, show okay. they went to some old prison and it's where they stay in the prison for 72 hours or something and bring their footage on but there was things banging voices noises like how is there that much activity going on and you know it, it makes you wonder is it set up for television you don't know like. well of course the only thing would be if it was on the telly and nothing was happening no one would really watch it, it yeah. they, need to, they need to pump it up but I think these guys because these guys they don't always bring the public 
they don't they'll actually just and I like the way they invite the it's something though. sometimes they just go for themselves they have a real interest yeah. in it. they go with the family they go and investigate the paranormal and they just happen then to share this information they're not out there trying to ah yeah fair so I think, I think they seem like genuinely honest guys yeah and it's, uh, it's they're not like, out for fame and things no, like and that and it's something that they're really interested in you know so uh, yeah that's that's the uh, paranormal investigators Ireland, and if you're interested in talking to them, just get onto Facebook, drop them a message. They got back to me very quick. They're they're good at getting back. They to are you. they're well enabled and they're interested. And as I said, they'll take they'll listen to any story and then they'll go and investigate themselves. So that's it. So I have a little bit more right of stuff that I just wanted to talk about. So the paranormal, got, the paranormal, yeah. So we've got uh, like there's celebrity ghost stories basically, right? So these are like kind of celebrities that uh, claim to have. I believe that's actually a TV show as well, Celebrity Ghost Stories. Is it? On the E! Channel or something like that, I think so. Okay, well this is just some stories from like people who kind of claim to have seen ghosts or have something to do with ghosts, okay? So so I was trying to look for kind of like half kind of credible ones, but it's difficult. For me, because I'm a little bit sceptic. But these are, so you know Kate Hudson? Yeah. She's the actress, right? What was she in? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Kate Off Hudson. Hand. Yeah, I yeah, blonde. Her one. mother is Goldie Hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, uh... So she was on uh, Chatty Man, which is, I think, Alan Carr, you know. That yeah, thing. Alan Carr, so, good show, yeah. So in 2014, and she said that she basically, herself and her mother have seen dead people. She said, it's not really seeing, it's like a feeling of a spirit. She said, a fifth energy, I believe in energy, I believe our brains can manifest into visual things. The actress added that she once saw a ghost of a woman with no face. And then she shared some tips for dealing with ghostly situations. She said, if you see something, you're supposed to tell the energy what year it is and that they don't belong there. And they just go off then, like, head off, yeah. as if the energy would be like, oh. Oh, what year is it? <laughs> 2019, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I need to go to heaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jessica Alba. You know who she is? No. Very, you don't know who she is? I know the name. She's a very attractive woman. Uh, she was in Sin City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know her. Yeah, yeah, I know you know her, yeah. So she had a terrifying experience uh, as a child. She said, I had no idea what it was. I felt this pressure and I couldn't get up. I couldn't scream. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. She said, something definitely took the covers off me and I couldn't get off the bed. And then once I did, I screamed. I ran into my parents' room and she said she doesn't think she spent many nights in the house again after that. There was definitely something in my parents' old house. I don't know what it was. I can't really explain it. But they got it blessed and burnt some sage and stuff since then. Like, did she say sage? Sage as well. I'd never heard of it, but the guy there in the interview... Uh, Is sage a herb for cooking? Yeah, it's a herb, but it must be like... Something to get rid of. I think it's like what a that sounds that. like to me is sleep paralysis. You know what sleep paralysis Yeah, I know, yeah. Because she yeah. couldn't move, she was couldn't, in the bed. Yeah, I know, that's exactly sleep paralysis that's, is very common. That's what I thought myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe speak, she's just Speaking of the interview a minute ago, I meant to say, so I need to apologise on the audio point of that. The audio right? is not You can great. hear the guys, you can't hear me great. We're still, this is like episode six, we are still figuring out the audio. The first number of podcasts we did, the audio wasn't great. We've now trying to hopefully fix that with the microphone situation, but we're still figuring out little bits here. It's a, as well, on. it's hard with interviews because we're not going on location interviewing people. We interview people from all over the world, America and places, so we can't physically go to no. America. And then once you can't really tell the quality until the interview is over, and you like you kind of sometimes only get the chance to do it once. So, so apologies. Uh, and we're doing our best to work with. But this. we are. We're, as we go, things are going to get better, and you can help us get better by uh, liking and sharing our stuff because the more people that listen, the more effort we can put into getting this stuff to work and everything. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so a few more celebrity stories, okay? I've got a couple more here. Uh, I had one that I thought was slightly more interesting. So, uh, Emma Stone. I know Emma Stone, yeah. yeah. Super bad. And yep, that's the one. So she revealed that she has ongoing, beyond the grave, interaction with her late grandfather. Okay. So, uh, she said there's a long family history with quarters. Quarters being the coin in America, the little quarters. Like yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Yep. 
Okay. And her, she said her grandfather leaves quarters around the house. She said it's him. It's absolutely him. Uh, she said she never met her grandfather. He had passed away before she was born. But she said that she simply knows that the phantom coins coming around the house are from him. She said it's not logical. It's magical. Okay, that sounds... Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I but mean, the, Ariana Grande, you know, the singer. Yeah, Ariana Grande. Yeah, I don't... like. Uh, so she said that... She was asked if she believes in ghosts and aliens. And she said, of course. She said, I've had, I've had ghost demon experience. We were in Kansas City a few weeks ago and went to a haunted castle. We were so excited. The next night, we wanted to go to Stull Cemetery, which is known for, of one of the seven gates to hell. Uh, she said, I felt sick, overwhelming fear of negativity over the whole car. And we smelled sulfur, which is a sign of a demon. And there was a fly in the car randomly, which apparently is another sign of a demon. In the car. Yeah. So there's always flies in the car in apparently summertime. Demons, yeah. yeah. Uh, she said, this is, uh, she said, I don't like it. This is scary. Let's leave. I rolled down the window before we left and said, we apologize. We didn't mean to disrupt your peace. Then I took a picture and there are three super distinct faces in the picture and they're faces of textbook demons. Okay. Yeah. I, so there's yeah. quite a, there's quite a lot. I had one more, which is Keanu Reeves. I like Keanu Matrix. Reeves. I like right. I like Keanu. I think everyone likes Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's a likable guy. So Reeves claimed that he saw a ghost as a child when he was living in New York City. He said he was probably about six or seven years old. We'd come from Australia uh, and our nanny was in the bedroom and my sister was asleep. She was sitting over there. I'm hanging out. And there was a doorway. And all of a sudden, this jacket comes waving through the doorway. This empty jacket. There's nobody there, there's no legs, it's just there, and then it disappeared. He was telling this story on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said, I was a little kid, and I thought, okay, that's interesting, and I looked over at the nanny, and she was making this terrible face, and I'm like, oh, wow, so that was real. Yeah, yeah, so she, he, she also she saw, saw what he saw. He saw this jacket flying yeah. in the room. I actually have a story, like, just to do, um, the, my brother was away for a weekend with his uh, girlfriend okay. in Ireland somewhere. Now, I can't, I can't give you the name of the place they were in, but it's meant to be kind of haunted location known for a few things happen and um he doesn't believe in anything like that during the look they went to bed as normal the following morning he actually had scratch marks fairly strong across his back like oh. i know no, i know what that sounds yeah. like yeah so but, yeah and then, but he was he was like what the hell is this and even his girlfriend was like god that is insane it wasn't from anything kinky are you sure but, yeah okay sure, sure. Okay, well, anyway, so from, okay, so we've heard from paranormal investigators, right? And they're the guys who, they believe in it, right? Yes. They do believe in ghosts and they believe in the orbs and stuff like that. So on the other hand, trying to balance things out, I'm going to just hear, so this is like uh, what a scientist had to say. Have you heard of like uh, Professor Brian Cox? No. He's the kind of guy that uh, he shows like... He's the oh, astrology guy. He does yeah. all the, yeah, I know So him, he, yeah. he kind of makes like, uh, like he's the science guy. He can explain yes. how the universe works to normal people like me and you, right? Yeah. Basically, right? Well, so... You- well, me, but, but, but okay, <laughs> us. So, uh, so, so he's kind of bist, uh, busted the myth on this. So it looks like he's like. Uh, so basically, what he's saying that is he works in a. Uh, have you heard of the like the the large hadron collider, which is like that big underground thing on the French Swiss border. I haven't. You haven't. Just okay. Being honest. Okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, so the LHC or the Large Hadron Collider is the largest and most powerful particle accelerator that humanity has ever built. Okay. It's a big ring. Yeah. And it's twenty-seven kilometers long. That's sixteen miles for our friends in the US and the UK. Okay. And all along are superconducting magnets and accelerating structures specifically built to boost the energy of particles that scientists hope to study. Okay. Right. So within the accelerator, two high-energy beams are forced to collide from opposite directions at speeds close to the speed of light. Okay. The speed of light is fast. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But they're as close as they can get to it. Uh, so a good analogy for this would be like firing two needles, like 
10 kilometers apart and they're going to like precise, precisely meet and hit each other head on. Okay. And they're, what they're trying to recreate here is the Big Bang and basically what happened at the Big Bang. So that explosion of... Is this part, happening all the time? They're doing it. That's like it's down underground. It's this huge. It costs like billions to make it. Yeah. And that's where he works. And okay? probably to run it. Yeah. So there's over 10,000 scientists and engineers from over 100 countries working together at the structure below the But French what if they Swiss do board. recreate it? Is that not dangerous to that, be done well, there with People were it. worried about it at the start but I suppose I think these guys kind of know what they're doing. They know what they're So at. they test different properties of elementary particles and thus far have learned about particle decay, found hints of new particles and re-examined what we know about the Big Bang. And it's from this evidence and research that Brian Cox believes that he can dismiss the existence of the paranormal completely. Right? Okay. So he was on BBC Four Radio, uh, BBC Radio Four, and this is what he said. Now, he speaks in ways that are kind of difficult to understand. So I'll tell you what he said, and then he's a very easy listen to he voice. He speaks in a kind of it. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, that's Australian. English. And all right, mate. Nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's an English accent. It's all this, but I won't do it. Because yeah, I, yeah. I'll read it in my own accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he said, if we want some sort of pattern that carries information about living cells to persist then we must specifically, precisely understand what medium carries this pattern and how it interacts with matter particles out of which our bodies are made. Do you understand what that means? So basically, all the stuff that makes up our body, we need to understand how these react when they collide. Yes. So we must, in other words, invent an extension of the standard model of particle physics that has escaped the detection of the Large Hadron Collider that's almost inconceivable, inconceivable at the energy scales typical of the particle interactions in our body. So basically, what he's saying is, they're testing every particle and everything that we've made, we were made up of. Yeah. And they have seen no reason to believe. In but basically what he's saying is like, when they're down there, they should see evidence. If they're using all the particles, they're firing them, they're looking, they're really examining all the particles in the world. Like you can see the orbs and stuff. They're saying like, they should see it. They should know. Down there down because there, they they're looking into evidence. everything. Yeah. And yeah. so he's on a show with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's another astrophysicist. And he said, if I understand what you just de declared, you asserted that CERN, which is the Centre for Nuclear Research, disproved the existence of Cox, and Cox replied simply, yes. Okay. So Cox's point relies heavily on the Large Hadron Collider's ability to pick up the tiniest bursts of energy found in particle collisions. That means any energy, energy signals detected from paranormal entities should be easy to, to detect. Thus far, no evidence has been found. So he's basically saying no, no evidence exists. No ghosts. Yeah. That's basically what he's saying. Does that mean for sure that ghosts don't exist? No. It just means from a scientific point of view... They, they can't prove it. Yeah. They can't prove it. They can't say it exists. But that's yeah, yeah no, quite it's, long winded. I know it that is was. long winded. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, look, who knows? It's like everything we've looked at here. We can't give definitive answers. No, but, but we look into what we can. Yeah, and I suppose it's up for you then to just kind of make your own minds up. But I think I would be interested for us to go along. We've been invited along to this uh, paranormal life. Next time they have one of these things, the uh, paranormal yeah, and see what us along. comes up like. But um, yeah. do you want know, saying that like you know I. Uh, Joe, if I was driving through, I don't know, the middle of nowhere, the car broke down, and I had to walk for miles through forestry and came across an old house or something. You know, I don't know. There's things that still freak you out, think, even as an adult. Do you think like, that you're spooked out because... It's your, you're, you're spooking yourself yeah, out. Yeah, but why? Because of, like, stuff you've seen on the telly. Exactly. And films. Like, if they never existed, do you think... That's a good question. If there, was, if there was no such a thing as a horror genre, a scary story, something yeah. like that, would you be afraid... Possibly, I think. I'm anyway. always afraid of like noises and the unknown and stuff like that. But I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's like what those guys were talking about. Like they're saying they're going into places, but your man got like said he got poked in the eye by a demon. Like I, I wouldn't go back there again. Yeah. But they seem to be. But see, they get they get a buzz off that. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, if they do hear something, feel something, kind of, you know, pushes them one step closer to what they do believe in. 
Sure. Yeah. You can actually see in the video that we're going to post uh, that that has the video of the little or the ball moving down the stairs. Uh, if you're further on in that video, there is uh, the guy's he's got a black eye and then the bloodshot eye of the yeah the to check out for yourselves. So you can check it out and let us know what you think. So I suppose that concludes our uh, paranormal episode. Yeah. And look, it's been good. Thanks for coming on this journey with us yet again in yeah. our sixth episode. Episode six. Yeah. Uh, so if you liked what you heard don't forget to get on social media give us a like give us a share and uh, also get onto our platforms and uh, follow 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 us. please do give us a subscribe give us a give us a rating thanks for all the support so far yeah as well, it's been great because you know, we are like the, the listenership is growing and uh, it's, it's down it's, to you it's a positive thing yeah. and thanks for you just get making to close the show yeah also, thank you coming up on our next episode we're going to be looking into some more world of paranormal but this time we're going to go and speak to a psychic medium and, uh, mediums she, and psychics yeah, so and explore she, that world yeah. that's episode 7 yep so uh, join us for that so uh, that's me signing off Rob Rat and this has been Rob Rat's World of Wonder Podcast bye you have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode and if you liked what you heard then let us know by hitting the subscribe button sending us a message and telling a friend because that's how the podcast grows thanks for listening <laughs>